Welcome to Lotus Leaf Live, the podcast all about the news. I'm your host, Samantha Drugal, and this week we will be discussing Governor Whitmer's executive order, protests in Detroit, major global and national actions made by the president, as well as an interview from our own MHS principal regarding plans for next year. On July 10th, Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed an executive order requiring people to wear masks in any public space, which goes into effect on July 13th. Businesses must deny entry to anyone not wearing a mask. Any person in violation of this order will receive a $500 fine. Protesters gathered in front of Detroit's 12th Precinct on Friday, July 10th, as a result of a police officer shooting a man earlier that day. Police Chief James Craig said the victim was an alleged gang member who pulled a semi-auto weapon out of his waistband and fired at the officer first. A news conference was held at 7.30 p.m. where he revealed the video of the shooting. President Donald Trump announced on May 29th that the U.S. will pull out of the World Health Organization because of its ties to China. Health experts criticized Trump's decision, saying that this undercuts the WHO's ability to handle the COVID-19 pandemic. July 9th, the state of California sued Trump's administration because of the new visa policy. The policy states that if an international student school is holding online-only courses in the fall, the student will have to leave the country. The lawsuit will be filed Thursday in the U.S. District Court for Northern California. This week, we have with us Monroe High School's new principal, Steve Polizzi, to discuss plans for school in the fall. How has your transition been to being principal so far? So far, it's been, uh, it's been absolutely great. I, uh, I got a, a, a great welcome from um, um, all the staff and uh, the community. You know, I was just humbled by um, all the support um, that, that I've uh, received so far. Um, you know, it, entering this job right now is a lot different than, than any other year or any other time a principal has entered. So um, just all the support just means a lot. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy uh, to um, be um, a part of and continue to be a part of our Monroe community and especially Monroe High School. Um, what are some big projects that you've worked on this summer? <laughs> well, <laughs> the first thing is uh, getting ready for the fall. Um, you know, having the advantage of, you know, being an administrator here uh, over the last two years. Um, and then, you know, I was here, um, you know, back in 2000, well, I started teaching in 2004. I actually started subbing in 2001. So Monroe has just been a part of everything uh, my whole career. Um, but, you know, have, I've, been have, I've had the advantage of being an administrator. So I know, you know, a lot of the things that we were planning, you know, I experienced the springtime, um, you know, where we had to um, lock down the school. And so we, we learned a lot from that. Uh, which has uh, gone into our planning for what the fall could potentially look like. It's just the information um, that we're getting from our governor and the CDC is changing um, a lot. And, you know, it's based off of what, what uh, is happening with this virus. 
but we just know that um, whatever we do, we need to um, plan um, for a very safe and welcoming and um, successful school year. So that's been my big thing right now is to make sure that, um, you know, we set um, our students and uh, community up for success. Okay, I'm gonna go off that for a second. Obviously reopening the schools yeah. uh, safely in COVID-19 is taking up a lot of your time. So uh, how do you think the schedule will look different as we reopen in the fall? So um, before I became principal, the um, administrators and some staff um, really had to take a look at what our, what our schedule was and what it would look like if um, uh, we go back to school, but we go back to school in a way that we don't have 100% of, of our students because it's going to look different. So the current block schedule that we that we've been living under over the last few years would we figure we thought would not be conducive to um, the success of our students because in a block schedule you're not seeing your teachers consistently every day and you have eight courses that you have to um, that you're responsible for so we looked at as a uh, as an administrative team with um, you know, the uh, guidance from Mrs. Everly, Dr. Everly, uh, to look at some different schedules that we feel um, would set our students and staff up for success. So one of the big projects that we had was uh, adjusting from our black schedule to a, a uh, six hour day look where you would have six classes instead of eight and um, you, would you would see your teacher every day instead of every other day. Um, so that if um, we were 100% back to school, you would see your teachers daily. Um, if, you were, um, if we had an abbreviated way where you're coming to school every other day, you still would have access to your teachers versus a block schedule where um, you know, it would be difficult to see your teachers consistently. And I, we feel um, that the more consistent and the more routine that our students have, the better, better that they'll be in um, being successful in their courses. Yeah, you talked about the flexibility of that schedule. And as it starts to come back to normal, um, how will the school be using Governor Whitmer's roadmap to prepare for the year? Well, that the, we're currently um, in, uh, looking at that, um, not only as a Monroe High School staff, we actually had close to 50 staff members on a Zoom uh, this past Tuesday um, talking about the governor's uh, roadmap and how we can set up our school to be successful no matter, no matter what it looks like in the fall, whatever phase we're at, we want to make sure that our staff um, has a voice in planning. So we're, we're using that uh, as, a, as a guide, um, but um, to, to plan what an arrival procedures would look like, um, what during the day procedures would look like in, in a safe environment, and then how students would depart. Because those are really the three, three parts of the day that we really would need to, to plan for and to make sure that um, students are safe and that staff um, is safe in coming to the building. Um, we're also looking at it from the district standpoint because there's transportation and food services and um, 
instructional support and also social emotional health and wellness that we are, are also considering as well um, that we're going to be very important to be prepared for for the fall. So we're, we're in the midst of, uh, I've had several meetings this week uh, regarding those topics as well because the goal is to communicate with our, with our community as soon as we can about what the plans would look like for the fall. Uh, you talked about uh, lunches and obviously elementary kids have snacks as well. Um, how will that be contained? Because obviously a cafeteria is the busiest area in a school. Yep. So in looking at the roadmap um, that the governor provided, we're very limited um, as far as um, where students can congregate and um, how, how um, food can be uh, distributed. So we're looking at some different uh, plans right now. Nothing is in stone right now, uh, but we're looking at some different options as to maybe students eating um, in their classrooms, um, socially distanced and um, food would be um, packaged in, and delivered to, to their, um, either their wing or their room directly. And again, it, this, these are, nothing is written in stone, but these are things that we've been discussing that um, make sense in keeping kids safe and uh, the staff safe as well. Now, of course this might change, but how many students will be allowed in the building? I don't know. It, it really depends on what phase we're in. Um, you know, if we're in phase one, two, or three, um, you know, everyone's going to be home again. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everyone will be do the distance learning. If we're in phase four, um, there, you know, it'll be based off of, you know, the social distancing within the classrooms because that, that, that'll be required. Um, so it'll depend on, and right now we're looking at class sizes and, um, you know, in each classroom, like if you look at a CT classroom, those are big classes. Um, so you could fit potentially more students um, safely in a classroom versus a, a classroom like your mom's or, um, you know, up in, B, up in B wing or A wing, those classrooms are much, much smaller. Yeah. So it really depend on um, the, the size of the classroom and, and how we can structure a day to um, allow students to safely um, enter the building and be in the building. So, so I don't not, have a number for you yet. Okay. If so, if not all the students will be allowed in the building or no matter how many will be, um, how will they be separated? So yeah, those are things that we're discussing. We've talked about plans where, you know, we would have hallways that would, you would go one way, you know, one, one side of the hallway you're going this way, the one side of the hallway you're going that way. Um, we would have things marked on our floors um, that, you know, like you would see at Meyer or um, any of the, uh, the stores where you would see you know, social distancing um, visuals. Um, staff, it would be very important uh, for the staff to be always reminding students uh, of what, what's expected with social distancing and face, face masks um, or, you know, the face coverings. Um, and then students, you know, it, it'll be really important for students to make sure they're following all the, all of the required guidelines because, you know, this is a, this is a health issue. You know, like 
it's been difficult in, in, in our school to, for kids to, you know, keep their hats off or their hoods down or things like that. And, and, you know, those are things that we can simply address and it's not hurting anybody, you know, but in this case, it'll be important for all, everyone to follow uh, while they're in school, um, the guidelines based off of what phase we're in and what, whatever we decide as a district of how we're going to keep students and staff safe we need to make sure that we pull together as a team and, and as, as a Monroe High School family and look out for each other. Because even though we might not be sick or even though that uh, we may not be showing symptoms, um, you know, the, the way it sounds, you could be carrying these things, these, um, these symptoms with you and get somebody else sick or somebody at somebody's home sick. So we just, we have to really be follow our core values and be considerate of, of everyone within our community and really, 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 really take care of each other. And that's the big thing is we have to take care of each other um, mentally, physically, and emotionally uh, during this time. And, and, and it's really gonna take a community effort for us to pull together to get through this. And this is a time period that we will never forget in our lives, just like some major things that uh, have happened in, in our lives that we will never forget. This is one of them. And I think we will be better. Um, you know, if we pull together, we'll be better once we come out of it. You talked about the guidelines and wearing the masks and doing the one-way hallways, but what kinds of PPE and safety precautions will be required by students and staff? So, so that's gonna depend again, based off of, um, off of what phase we're in. Um, phase four, uh, face masks are, are required, um, the, the, the masks over your face, um, and, and then it's in the social distancing. As far as gloves and things like that, I have not heard that that would be required, but as of right now, the uh, face mask, if medically allowed, I, I know that there is a stipulation in our plan that says if a student cannot medically wear a mask, then they would not be, um, they would not have to wear one. So we will have to think through that as far as what that will look like and how, um, how we will handle that situation if the student's gonna need a doctor's note, and I'm sure that that will need to be included. But um, I know within phase four, though, those things are required. Now in phase five, they're strongly recommended. And um, it, that will be a call um, from um, our district office and Dr. Everly and our school board as to what stance that we will have as a, as a district. And it's gonna be, again, based off of what our health department uh, recommends. Um, it's gonna be based off of, you know, the, because it's all, this is all done regionally, um, you know, the, the southeastern Michigan region may look differently than the UP um, because the, it may not be as um, affected there as it is here. So there's going to be a lot of things to consider. Um, we just don't know what would be required within phase five um, at Monroe High School. So some schools were talking about setting up sanitizing stations around the school. Is that a possibility for our school as well? Yes. Yeah, we, those are things that we've talked about. In fact, we've purchased some, some things already to um, some hand sanitizing things and all that for to get prepared for the fall. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of talk about sports 
Um, do you have any idea when sports will be coming back or if at all this year and whether it'll be an actual season or just practices? Um, I know that some of our athletic teams um, have been um, doing some workouts outside. Our athletic director, Dr. Ray, has um, um, researched some um, and, and put together um, a plan as to what our students and our students athletes must follow and coaches must follow in order to do those workouts. They have to be outside. Students' temperatures have to be taken. Um, coaches have to wear masks. Athletes do not while they're working out. Um, so we do have some workouts. They, you know, with football, there's no contact as of yet. And volleyball, they're not, I don't think uh, they're playing with um, volleyballs or hitting or anything like that. I just think it's all workouts. And then the MHSAA, um, they, they're, they're developing plans um, to have three seasons uh, because we missed our spring sports this year. Um, what those three seasons will look like and when they'll run and when false, if the fall sports will switch to the spring and vice versa, those things are talked about but have not been decided. I know the governor is, is, is pushed for that switch, um, but from what I'm hearing by the end of July, we'll have uh, a good idea of what um, what it will look like. Um, it, it's just really hard because like the Ivy League schools, they canceled their fall seasons already. Yeah. You know, and the, the Big Ten yesterday just announced that um, they're only doing conference play as of right now. So I think the they're making some decisions um, right now to prepare themselves and in the next few weeks, it could change. It could modify, um, you know, based off of what what our state is presenting and what other states are presenting as issues. Right now, our southern states are really struggling with um, an uptick in the, in the viruses. So um, we, we just have to follow the guidance of, of our uh, professionals and uh, do the best that we can to make sure that everybody is safe and we can get through this. So the previous school year, um, there was a total of absences that you could have. And obviously this year will be a bit different. Um, so how will absences be handled in general? Yeah, that's something that we're talk discussing and talking about as well, um, because there are, there are gonna be families that choose to um, keep their students at home, you know, and do a distance learning and that's okay. So. Um, you know, it'll really depend on like student engagement. We really want students to make you know, make sure whether you're here at school or whether you're at home or if it's a hybrid that you're engaged in the learning. Um, but as far as that our policy goes, um, we're, we're, we're discussing that, but it's going to have, we're going to have to be very flexible and very accommodating to the needs of our students and families because when they're home, we have no idea um, the challenges that they're facing. They may have two parents that are at home uh, that are not at home that are working because they might be essential workers. This, our own students could be uh, working and doing that those essential tasks. So it's gonna be very important that we have strong relationships with our students, that we know what their individual needs are and that we can provide them an engaging curriculum so that they can learn and, and it can be a, in a flexible way to meet their needs and that they're engaged in learning in, in different ways. So 
this this is um, this is a time period where we're going to have to de develop these bonds and these connections with our students so that we can meet their needs and that and any policies that um, we can't have policies restrict um, that and get in the way of that and if a student is not engaging in the work then we can have plans to help them so for next year things like masks and social distancing will happen but how will they be enforced um well it's it's going to be very important like i mentioned before <clears throat> because it's a safety concern um that that we're dealing with and it's health health and safety and it's life and death um and again it may not be that student you know or the that that teacher that's directly being affected but it could be somebody at home because this thing spreads and it and it's it doesn't discriminate you know it, it's it's kids can get sick um adults can get sick older people there's we have people that are that have some health issues and and they're very susceptible to to this so this is a life and death thing so we're going to take it very seriously and we and Students in, in the community will know what our expectations are before they walk in the building. If it's something that they are going to have a hard time following, then we'll have alternate opportunities for them to learn. But if a student is here at school and they're, they're not willing uh, to follow uh, the safety guidelines, if they're frustrated with it, then we have a, a discipline um, procedures that we will follow to make sure that we communicate, number one, what the expectations are and that we help them the best that we can to help them understand it. And that if they're still not willing um, to follow, then we'll have conversations with their family about what a, what a better plan could be for them to be, for them to be safe, for our students to be safe, our staff and our community. A survey was sent around to students and staff and parents about the schedule for next year. So how are you using the survey to make those decisions? Yeah, we're just getting those results back. Our, our district office is gathering those things. We used some of the, that data in the meeting that uh, I had with our district office and some staff. It wasn't not with the Monroe High School staff. We didn't have the data as of yet, but I had a meeting Wednesday and yesterday. And we used some of that data to help guide some of our action plans. Um, so um yeah that data is still coming in and we're still gathering it and we will be using that to formulate our plans because the voice um, of our uh, students staff parents and communities really need to be considered um, as well as um, the guide guidance from our health department really needs to and that i'm sorry and the and mrs our doctor mrs elliott's uh, gretchen whitmer's plan yeah um, I think of Gretchen Elliott, uh, Gretchen Whitmer's plan, uh, all those things need to be um, followed um, in order to make the best plan for Monroe High School and for the district. Uh, do you have any indication of what the schedule will look like for students as far as days that they will be in school and cleaning days? Not yet. Not yet. We've made some recommendations um, as a high school, but our staff is still uh, going over that, and um, it's it, you know, it's really going to. I mean, the high school schedule affects everyone else because we start the day, 
and you know and transportation you know um, it is got to be a part of it so whatever our schedule is it has to be in uh, congruence with every other building in the district so we'll be really looking from guidance from our district office as far as what would be the best schedule for not only Monroe High School but all the, all the children um, and all the buildings within within our, our district because you know you've got high school kids that have siblings that go to all of our, you know, all the middle schools and some elementary schools. So all will be affected in some way. So we've got to make sure that we're all talking to one another. We have a plan that best meets the needs of everybody. I know students set up their schedules toward the end of last year before uh, we had to go off for the rest of the year. Um, but we scheduled for an eight block class instead of a six block class. Will students have a chance to change their schedule if needed? Um, so all the requirements uh, are um, uh, all the requests that students had, we still had them. Um, and we tried to honor, you know, those first and, and those alternate requests. Um, so I think uh, for the first few weeks, you know, we really need to stick with um, what the schedule look like because if we do too much changing, I mean, that'll just add extra issues to already, a, a, you know, a challenging um, fall. You know, we've got such a, a great uh, offering of electives and classes here at our school. So we're hoping that um, through the scheduling process, we're able to um, provide students with the classes that they're interested in because that's the honestly the best way that they're going to learn and be engaged is if they're, they're in courses that they that meet their needs um, and interests so we're hoping that we were able to address those we're going through the scheduling process right now um, and making sure that um, our schedule is 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 good and um, you know if a student has an issue we'll have a process of in, in a way that students will follow if they need something changed. But that'll, that'll really be up to our counselors and, okay. and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so how does this look different for all these precautions? How do they look different for elementary students or middle school students and high school students? Um, so in, in the plan, it looks like um, secondary students will be required to wear the masks and then K-5 students, I, I think, I haven't really been um, uh, involved with elementary uh, planning, but it looks like they may not be required to wear masks in certain areas within their building. So um, elementary will look a little different. I spent seven years as an elementary principal, so I, I know that the, the thinking and the challenges that those principals will have in making sure that their students are safe and the students are following all the guidelines. So um, I think the masks are, are going to be different, but the social distancing will, will have to remain. So even with these precautions, some parents don't want to send their kids to school like we've talked about a little bit already. Yeah. Uh, so what, what about parents that want to do uh, virtual even with like people going back to school what will their uh, classes look like yeah so they'll be doing the, the distance learning plan um, that uh, we did in the spring and we have staff that have been working actually on lessons online lessons since the spring 
um, so that if a student chooses to do a full virtual schedule, they'll have that option um, here at the high school. Um, and they'll have, you know, they'll have opportunities to learn uh, on, via these uh, online lessons um, so they don't miss a beat. So besides the pandemic issues that have arisen, what are the bigger goals? What bigger goals do you have for Monroe High School? Um, you know, I, I think um, one of the things that um, is, has been uh, an important part of my life is, is the word togetherness and family. Um, you know, I was, I was, I grew up in a, in a great uh, family. I was very fortunate to have a loving mom and, and father and grandparents. And I was in what has motivated me um, as an educator is to provide the same um, opportunities that I had. Um, and, and not just, you know, I had great teachers and coaches that have always um, made, who have made me who I am. What, you know, they always praised me if I did something great. But, you know, if I didn't do something great, they would always be there to make sure that I, I knew what I did wrong so I didn't do it again. And I wouldn't be the person that I, that I am today without them. And I think, um, to me, every student, no matter what, deserves that same feeling. They, need, they, they deserve a feeling of, uh, when they walk into this school, that this is their school and this is their family. And they're going to be loved and respected um, when they walk here. They walk into this school um, and that they, when they um, go to their first hour class, they have every right um, to um, an education as anybody else and um, that they're engaged in the curriculum and that they're learning. And, and that they know that um, they'll be held to a high expectation because everyone deserves to be held to a high expectation because that's, that's how it's going to make you better. You know, we, we have to make sure that our expert expectations are high to prepare our students for that next phase of their life, whatever it is that they, that they choose to do, whether it's to go to college or start a career or go into a trade. Um, so my goal is um, to bring our school together as one family, um, so that we can provide our students with the same opportunities that I've been blessed with, um, no matter what, no matter who they are, no matter how much money they, they make or, or their family has or not how much money they don't have. Um, it, no matter who they are, they have these opportunities and they will be loved and respected by everyone here. And that um, they'll be, when they leave here and graduate, they'll have a great experience and they'll be ready for that next phase of their life. So setting things up in this school to make sure that we um, have that for our students. Well, that's all we have for you today. For more news, you can visit our website, lotusleaflive.com, or our YouTube channel, Lotus Leaf Live. You can be notified when a new podcast comes out by following all of our social media accounts, at Lotus Leaf Live. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.